Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's nobody panic time. Hello and welcome to the podcast. What's this meeting about? Uh-oh, we're here to break your heart and leave and quit your job. Yeah, we're going to quit your job. <laughs> we're going to so quit sorry. your job. <laughs> We've had quite a few requests for this one. Mm. But it's quite an exciting, like, dramatic thought, isn't it? Like, and in your head, it often, well, for me anyway, in my head, it involves like an open top car and I'm wearing a scarf, like one of those like very sort of thin scarfs, sh- chiffon. I want to say chiff- chiffon. Mm-hmm. And it's tied around my head. It involves a lot of saying like, F you and the horse you rode in on. I hate you. I hate this job. And I'm leaving forever. And then, you know, storming out. Yes. That's often not the best reality. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about how to quit your job in a way that is the best way for just your own sanity. The worst is when you look back and go like, oh, I shouldn't have hired that open top car. It was really expensive. And that was a mistake. I shouldn't have gone through everybody, all the employees and said, um, they're shit. Like that's not the best way of doing it. If you've never listened to the podcast before, hello, my name is Stevie and my good friend here is called Tessa. Hello. We had to help you and ourselves through things. And at the beginning of each episode, we like to also just say an adult thing that we've done each week to make us feel better about our lives and our experiences as people. Tessa, what is the most sort of grown-up thing you've done in the last seven days specifically? Well, I suppose I I have a small one and a big one, but I think I'm going to come out the park with the big one, which is that, and, and so I haven't updated everybody, that I have been working at the vaccine centre and I have been doing the vaccinations. How's that? <laughs> it's great. I love it so much. I wear my little uniform and I have my little badge and off I go. Sometimes I'm on actual needles and I I really I love it and sometimes I'm just on um, manning the queue and I also love that. I'd like I really like it. It's just really re- genuinely really like nice to go to work for a whole day and like come home tired. Like, like just to feel useful for the day, you know? I really like doing the queue because I'm at a centre that we also take walk-ins and people are so excited when they say, can I join this queue? And I say, yeah, you can get, get in the queue. And then I'm the both the front and the end of the queue. And so when they're ready for a next person, I say like, okay, you're up and you go, have a good time. And people love that. It's real Thought Park energy, basically, is what I'm bringing to the queue. I'm out there 
doing a type five. I'm having the time of my life, Stevie. This is great. <laughs> I've been once with my partner who had it and all of the staff were so fun. It was like fun hat day as well at the one that I worked. Everyone was wearing a fun hat and the woman was wearing a sailor hat. Someone else was wearing a pirate hat. Someone else just had a balloon attached to the headband. That was great. But it was just really like a great party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And if you do get called up, I was just going to say, if you do get called up and you think, Oh, but surely I'm too young or I'm too youthful or I, this must be a mistake or whatever. If you do get called up or if the, if your local place says like, we're doing walk-ins, like don't in any way feel that you're taking it away from somebody else. Like if you get an opportunity, take it, you know, that's how the system yes. works. Like don't ever feel that you're taking it off somebody else. Incredibly adult. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Mine is poultry. I never go and buy coffees from coffee shops mainly because I don't like coffee but also because I don't like caffeine because caffeine makes me feel really like jumpy and like very like like a goblin and then I thought my well my partner was like why don't you just say like I would like a decaf and I was like no because that's lame because then I have to say like decaf oat milk and then I like flat whites and I just feel really stupid being like I have a decaf oat milk flat I was like what's the point of that anyway I went to the coffee shop and I ordered it and it was fine and no one and I didn't fe- and I didn't feel stupid I just, it was like that's what the coffee shop is there for stop being embarrassed to order the thing that you want because you think it makes you sound like a member of the bourgeoisie mm-hmm. but for when I got it I was like oh no I meant latte because this is too small <laughs> and was it nice um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if it wasn't nice, you don't have to have it. No, I know. It's, it's fine. It, it's, I just feel like it's weird that I don't drink any hot drinks. Me neither. And I only drink water. Sorry if this podcast upsets you, if you've been listening for a long time and now this is the thing that makes you be like, what? But neither of us drink coffee. Or tea. And listen, we've kept it secret all this time because we think it makes us look pathetic, which it does. It tastes a bit like mud. No, I think people get upset when we describe what we think the taste is. Yes. So hot soil. I used to say like it's like you've drink me a hot drink out of a shoe. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, I've just switched my adult thing. From now on, I'm going to stop going to coffee shops and ordering things that I don't want to try and be adult. There what we I'm go. going to do is just be like, I'll get a bottle of water from that Starbucks, thank you, because that's what I would like. Well done, Jesus, you. Jesus, get a life, woman. Okay. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue from your adult thing into it by saying you've got one life and if you don't want to drink a flat white, you don't have to. No, that's if true. you do not want to do your job anymore, you don't have to do that either you don't have to do it just because you think you should and you certainly don't have to stay at your job in case you upset people this is what this is going to be all about that is a very good point and I think there is a real difference between being like obviously just walk out now like just go just go financially you know you probably can't that's fine. Like, we're not necessarily saying, you know what, just because you don't want to go in today, just don't. But what you can do is you can quit your job if you don't like it. I remember like when we first got out of university and like I did English literature. And so of course, ev- everyone I knew became a lawyer <laughs> because they're all like, well, this isn't, a, I, now, I've been playing around at uni, but now it's time for, what have I got here then? This degree, what will this now do? Now it's time for actual jobs. And I was like, oh no, guys, what? We were all supposed to be like writers. What's going on? I'm going to be a writer. And I was like, very, very sweet for you. You go and write your, your little blogs while I actually earn some serious money. And I was like, oh, great. And so then I was just poor for my entire 20s. And then uh, loads of my friends that I was at uni with, you know, had these incredible flats and were like real grown-ups 
that I'm only just managing to do now, 10 years later, would they were doing it at like 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. But then an interesting thing happened because then as everyone approached 30, which is a psychological milestone, as much as we don't, I think it shouldn't be, it, it is, everyone started to freak out and be like, I think I might become a person that has a sock company on the side like everyone started to be like oh, I should I what, what am I doing I don't actually like my job because mm. a lot of people not everybody but a lot of people had you know got into it for to be honest fair reasons I'd like to earn some money I'd like a, pro- a proper job please and I would like to have an office and I would like to have a cool email signature and I also really enjoy the law mm. right but like then it became oh I actually really want to be creative you make decisions and that decision that you make doesn't have to be the right decision for the rest of your life. Your decisions change and the things that you need change as you get older and as you go through different stages. And that's like perfectly fine. We're not living in the 50s where it's like you are you are, you are a career man and women don't have jobs. Like mm. you're allowed to have 70 careers all across a decade if you wanted to you'd be exhausted but you can do that you can do anything you want and if your thing is like oh my god but I can't leave the stability I can't leave this I like the you know xyz and your reasons might be like I I love them I don't want to let them down even though I want to leave or I um, I'm reliant on this money or I don't know how I'm too old now I can't retrain or something else I you know there are a, a plethora of reasons but if you're if the seed in you has begun to grow that you would like to do something else then you need to honor and water that seed and let that tree grow and move jobs. Once the seed has started, unfortunately, you've got to honour it because otherwise it just becomes a sort of resentful, you've got a resentful birch tree growing inside you, you know? You could tend to, to a birch tree and have a beautiful birch tree growing in, in the soil outside your abode, or you could ignore it and then the tree grows inside you and splits you in half and then you're just walking around with a massive tree like growing out your nose. Incredibly painful. I've got a friend who has an incredibly corporate job and he's been offered like essentially the top job and he's decided to not take it because he wants to do something more creative. So he's going to move to like one of those cool sort of like app startups because he thinks like that will kind of get him back to what he likes doing. And of course, secretly, I think he would love to just to kind of do something like a bit more kind of creative and wild, but he really does need the structure. So he, instead of just being like, okay, I'm just going to like quit everything and just do this. He's looking at something within his industry that will give him that whilst also giving him structure. So it's about like really looking at the elements of your job that you like, the elements of of your job that you really hate and and kind of like, it's a bit like matchmaking. You want to like Mm. match yourself to something and doing that thing of like, okay, imagine if money was no object, I could just click my fingers. What would I do? And it's always good to know what that is. Even if you never end up being able to do it, it's always good to know. So then you can try and align yourself as much as possible with it. You know, Mm, mm. I'm saying even if you can't do it, because you might click your fingers and be like, I want to be an Olympic gymnast. And you're like, well, I can't do that. (laughs) So, you know, there are certain jobs that are not possible. I always think like sort of you, you get into the mindset of thinking like the only jobs are the ones that came up in the French textbook, you know, they were like, mm, doctor. Fair du cheval. What's a fair du cheval? Oh, is that a horse? Yeah, it's, it was, it's just like, I like to go horse riding and that's just what I said in every single oral, oh, oral exam. Wonderful. <laughs> it's not a job. <laughs> I would fair say Fair du cheval. I make the horse. French. What a fantastic language. So confusing. You know, and like, it was always like, what do my parents do? And you never said what they really did because mm. my dad was an oceanographer a man of the sea and I didn't know how to say and then I sort of ended up being like like sort of he's King Trident like is that 
that as close as I could. He owns the waves. He makes, he helps the waves. You know, Neptune, the god of the ocean. He, so I always just said my dad was a doctor and my mother was a teacher, which wasn't true because it was too difficult mm. to say. And so I think that you get very into that mindset of being like, well, jobs are you know, you work in the factory, you work in the restaurant, you work as a lawyer, you work as a doctor, you work as a teacher. Like those, are, that's it. If it pays the bills, like you're not sort of allowed to do anything you want. And there's no reason we need to be disparaging about like, you know, YouTubers, whatever. Like if they make the money, they make the money. Like mm. no one said they had to go out and get up at the crack of dawn and, you know, go and till the fields. Like everyone's trying to make sweet bank. Everyone's trying to make their bank. Let them make their bank however they want to. And also like, I remember at a party meeting somebody who was a professional nose that's how they describe themselves. I'm sorry, what? What do you think a professional nose is? Is it like a hand model? Oh, you think their nose is so good that they're in all the pictures? Yes. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, they, okay, can I have one more yeah, guess? Yeah, of course you may. Did they, somebody where moulds are taken of their nose from, for medical science? <gasps> Such a good one as well. And again, those sound like two great jobs those are that's an option isn't it no option number three and well done if you're playing along at home they are professional perfume smeller oh that makes so much more sense (laughs) than what i said okay yes okay yes i think that was a genuine turning point in my life where i was like oh People can be anything. You can do absolutely anything. You could be a professional nose. <laughs> on LinkedIn, nose. And often when you're sat at your job, it can just feel so impossible. Because as human beings, we talk about it a lot on this on this podcast, we are consistently resistant to change. Mm-hmm. We are frightened of change. Our brains are trying to protect ourselves all the time. And so the thought of doing anything different, of moving desks can you know, make us freak out. So the idea of quitting and doing something different is just so overwhelming. The initial fears that you have, you can just go through them and like allay all of them. If it's financial, okay, well, no one says you have to quit now. Why don't you wait, calculate how much you will need to save up and then, you know, really work hard at doing that for the next six months, even a year. As long as you have a roadmap, everyone's favorite word now, to leaving, Mm. that's so much better than just sitting there being like, well, I guess I'm here until I die. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as long as you have a plan and you like you you've committed to 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 this plan and every month you see the money being put into the account and that's your like sort of getaway car that you're creating. That's what I did when I quit my job because I was absolutely terrified. I went freelance and I was just absolutely terrified. And so I yeah, I, I put money aside and then once I'd hit a certain amount, I was like okay, well, I know that I've got two months. <laughs> that's that's all I've got. But also it was like, I freelanced on the side for the last year and I wasn't allowed to consider leaving until I was freelancing as much as, like financially, as much as I was mm-hmm. earning in my job. And it, that was my own personal little goal. And once I'd done that, then I just felt like, oh, it's okay. I can trust this. You just have to put in place what makes you feel comfortable. You don't have to get the open top car and just go fuck you and leave. Cause that's not, it's really bad. That's, you, you will be screwed if you do that. <laughs> You'll absolutely screw yourself over. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the process, I want to sidestep into what it feels like when you're like, I want to leave, I know I'm ready to leave, I've got everything in place, but I don't want to upset them. Because this is an email we had from Sophie. Hello, Sophie. Mm -hmm. who says, I would love it if you could please do an episode on how to leave a job without burning bridges. I like my current workplace, but want to explore some other professional avenues and do not want my resignation to upset them. Do you have any advice on how to let them down gently? I'd be very grateful. And I know exactly how that feels. I've left jobs where I made myself like physically sick with the anxiety of knowing I was going to quit and mm. was so terrified about what they'd say and I like, didn't want to ups- exactly that feeling of like not wanting to upset them but ultimately when I did it they went all right <laughs> bye bye like, and then you're like oh all right like I you just I really feel for Sophia and I hope Sophie that you take some comfort in this that, like that's a really human feeling to be like oh god oh god I don't want to let them down but I think we have to ask yourself is is this a family firm are you the heir to the family firm? Like, is this, has this been a running business for a thousand generations and you are now going to leave and do something else? How rational is your feeling that they will be disappointed in you? It's your life and you only get one life and you can't just stay in a job because you don't want to upset them by leaving. Like, that's not a good enough reason. But also, like, if it's not your own family and there's not any sort of other connection or other thing going on or anything like that, then it's ultimately it's a business and they expect there to be a turnover of people and they will be no doubt disappointed because you're obviously a fantastic worker and I'm sure they love having you there, but they are a hundred percent ready for people to leave their jobs. Like that's what happens in jobs. People people leave and they won't be disappointed in you and they won't be upset and you don't need to let them down gently. You just need to tell them professionally. That's part of having a job is that Mm -hmm. you will leave at some point, especially now, you know, when people move around a lot, it's difficult when you're in an office or it's one of your first jobs or it's you've not moved around very much and your team have sort of stayed the same and no one else yes. has really left because then, yes. then you can really feel like it's a taboo thing to leave. But I've found something is that in both of the, I've had two kind of longish term office jobs and like both of them, once one person left, suddenly everyone was like, oh yeah, I'd like to leave as well. <laughs> so it becomes like a knock-on effect sometimes and that's what you can sometimes feel bad about but also that just means that there's been lots of people sat in an office being like I'd quite like to leave but I guess no one leaves here and then so like you might be the spark to help other people 
kind of go, oh, actually, you know, maybe I'd like to ask for a pay rise or like maybe there's somebody within your office who is desperate to move up but can't. And so when you leave, they'll be able to, to move up and do a job that they would prefer to do better. It's, sort of, it's, it's good for the company. Like it, it's not, and it's just a part of, of company life, isn't it? As long as you go about it in a way that you feel like you went about it in the best way possible mm-hmm. and you can walk away going, I did everything right there. It's not like a breakup where it's like, oh, it's just going to be horrible and awful. Like, it doesn't have to be. Like, tell us, Stevie, what is the best way possible for us to go about the actual process of the quitting? Is it doing a shit on the floor and shouting, fuck you? Yes, you dress up in a disguise and you go into the office and you start, like, just spreading rumours that maybe you're going to leave, but obviously you're (laughs) putting on a heavy German accent. No, you basically have to do it in the way that you think you have have to do it, but you kind of are like, oh, do I? So once you've decided it's the right time, of course, make sure that it's, it's the right time, make sure that you either have something to move into, which is also a difficult thing because people can feel sick and like like a sort of double agent having mm. to go to job interviews when you've already got a job and you maybe haven't told. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. It's obviously, will it will be said, you know, oh, it's against company policy to do that. Oh, you've said you've got a, a doctor's appointment, but you're actually going for a job interview. That is how everybody moves jobs. Otherwise, no one would ever be able to ever move jobs, would they? If you think about it logically, everyone would quit their job and and just have to then find a job and then not be able to have any income for months. No one will think any less of you. And if anyone makes you feel bad, just know that that's coming from them. It's not coming from you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, have something to jump into or have savings enough that you feel that you can sustain the job hunt and you can you know you can sustain yourself in that in a in a, a healthy period of time and then also check your contract to see what the notice is if it's like four months or something ridiculous or if it's two weeks or if it's and and plan that accordingly so i'm i'm ready i've checked everything i know that i've got a two-week notice period i've got my next job lined up but i have been making myself sick with worry and i haven't told them and um, as do I send an email? Do I just walk in and say it? Like, what do I do? You send a very succinct, calm, nice email to your line manager or the, the person like above you saying that you would like to have a meeting to d- discuss your future. And then when you go in, you chat to them mm-hmm. and you just come out with it. You don't have to beat around the bush. You don't have to start crying. You don't have to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm it's it's so fine what you're doing you're you're making a great step for yourself you say that you really enjoyed working here and you found you found it so helpful but you do think it's time for you to move on that's always a nice way way of putting it like I just think it's time for me to move on and seek out some new challenges you know that's lovely I think I definitely no one can argue with that no no one can argue with that you need to see I'd be like Steve honestly if you said that I'd be like Stevie good luck with those new challenges I think I've definitely I've definitely cried in there and said like I've cried every time I've left yeah this is the thing about this podcast (laughs) giving all 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 this advice we give all the chat we give all the talk but we're just in there crying how did you I just went like, I'm so sorry, I don't want to leave. And they went, well, don't then. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, like, you've got me there. Like if you, you know, if you become too dramatic and too upset and you are all like, I've loved it here so much, but I got to go. Then they say like, well, if you are upset, don't leave. You know, like they just, yeah. Then you're like, yeah, that's, 
That's right. Don't let, don't, you're so desperate, I think, to sort of be the victim and to be like, I'm really sorry about this and all of this and not want to upset them and not want to burn these bridges. That I think it makes you go too, way too far the opposite direction. But actually just saying like, I've loved my time here, but I'm ready for new challenges and to move on. And I will, of course, work my notice period, but I'm just, I'm giving you my notice. Like that is so calm and clean and professional. And me receiving that, I'm like, thank you so much. That is so professional. Whereas if you come in and burst into into tears, I'm like, what am I doing with this energy? We're at work. Like this is, this is wild. (laughs) I've just remembered that in my first job, my boss had to quit for me. What? As in, I wouldn't quit because I was like, no, I could, basically I clearly had outgrown the job. I was going to Edinburgh our first year of doing our sketch group. And there was, was like a women's magazine that wanted me to write for them. And I was freelancing loads and I was clearly just like, I needed more than, than this job. But I was like, no, I, no, I want to do it. And he's like, no, you don't. What you need to do is you need to go to Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, you will apply for the staff writer job at this other place. And they, they've said that they want you. So you need to... And I was like, no! <laughs> he was like, I'm quitting for you. And I was like, you're firing me! And he's like, I'm not firing you. I'm giving you the opportunity oh, to move God. on. Thankfully, the, the office was like a real chill place. And it was, you know, very sweet that he did that. But I was in bloods of tears. And then the second time I tried to quit, I was like, I'm not making that mistake again. I knew that I needed to leave. So I gave my notice. And then the editor was like, please, can you stay for longer? Because we just don't have the money to hire any, hire any, anyone else. And I was like, okay. And then I ended up obviously being miserable because I because I was staying in this job that I'd said I wanted to leave that I I couldn't cope with because I had too much freelance work I needed to go freelance and then she ended up being like oh just just leave then you're so miserable it was like oh my god so she made me feel really bad for something that wasn't my fault so basically I've had both ends of the spectrum (laughs) if you go about it in the right way if someone then makes you feel bad and makes you feel like you're doing the wrong thing or forces you to stay or, or whatever that's on them. That is not your fault. Make the decision for you. And then, you know, have people around you who can remind you why you've made that decision. So you're not just on your own being like, oh, because it's so easy to be talked back into the job as well. Like the being talked back into the job is such an important thing. I think exactly what you're saying that like, be ready, but both like own, own what you're doing so that you're not both like hysterically crying because you're leaving and you're owning it so that you've got to be ready for any eventuality of what they do as a response to you. So if they say, please don't leave where we're so, and be like, I'm really sorry. Um, I know that the company's in trouble, but I need to do this for me. I'm making this decision. So be ready for that. But I'm saying, say, please don't leave. And then they might say, what if we gave you more money? At which point you're so blindsided. You're like, okay, yeah. And then you come out being like, what just happened in there? And now I've got, I'm still here, but now I make an extra £1,000 a year. You're like, was that ultimately enough? And so you need to be ready in your head for them to say, no, thank you. Please don't leave. We're in crisis. Please don't leave me. For you to be like, I'm ready for that eventuality to say, I'm really sorry the company's in trouble, but I'm making a decision for them, me. For them to say, please don't leave. We need you desperately. What if we gave you X more money? And decide in your head what the number is that actually you would stay for and be clear about like, that's the number. And if they name that number, be like, all right then, yeah. But if they name anything less, be like, no, this is my decision. And if they sort of guilt trip you in any sort of way, or you know, if they offer you you know, ex perks, or they say, what if we moved you to New York? I'm just guessing your company has a New York office or like, you know, something really cool. It does, yeah. It does, yeah. The Nobody Panic (laughs) office. We've got a New York branch. Be ready for anything that they might offer you and how you might feel in that scenario. And I think it's maybe a good idea to sort of have a practice with your housemate 
and for them to have sort of 10 crazy possible scenarios that might happen and what you would do in all of them because I think it is so easy to be blindsided and surprised and then just to not like the conflict which I think nobody does to want to come out of this with a gold star which you're not going to do because you inherit you're leaving that you sort of sort of say anything to appease the situation yeah and they they might say like how about you review it and you come back next week and then you're like okay okay yes just to sort of get out of the room because you don't yeah when you've already taken a job somewhere else so you are leaving you're like (laughs) what what the hell was the point of that like what am i you know what are you doing and and that becomes so you've just got to go in there strong and be like these are my decisions this is what i'm doing and so no matter what they say you you still leave being like yes, I've, I've left this job. I just, I've done so many, you know, shifts or, you know, bar work where I was like, I have to go at this time. And they say, oh, please, can you just do this? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, or like, why don't you, why don't you think about it and come back? And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll do that. And then I'm like, what, why, why did yeah, I say I've that? Obviously I, already thought about it. I made it. the decision. I've got, I'm going, you know. Don't worry as well. If it doesn't, as as we are sharing our experiences, it's quite clear that it's quite difficult. It's a difficult thing to do. So don't worry if like, you know, you do get teary or you find yourself kind of being a bit more emotional than you would be or you kind of do get swayed into kind of being like, oh, okay. And then and then just if, if that happens, for example, if, if you do end up being like, oh, okay. And then you leave being like, no, go back in and say, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> like you are. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the, the, the pa- paramount importance that you end up doing the thing that you want to do rather than being like, oh, I cried. So I look like a idiot. So I'm, I'm, I, be- I better stay. Like it's- <laughs> <laughs> if it goes badly in there, go to the toilets, have a regroup, let that sort of like weird, surreal feeling that sometimes happens in like conflict where you just like say any old shit and then yeah. be like, what on earth was I thinking? Like, how did that happen? That's how like con artists or, or anything works by you suddenly just being like, okay, like this seems, it's the hustle. It's that I'm like, I, I guess it's under, I guess it's under cup number three. You just, like, you just, you're so, they've played onto that emotion and suddenly you're just like, okay, yeah, this has happened now. So like, then you regroup, take 10 minutes, have a breath, go back in and be like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have, I just got caught up in that. I'm so sorry, but this is actually what's happening. And, you know, go back into the room and don't get to the end of the day, basically, without being like, this is what's happening and we're all agreed and I will be working my notice period. And the relief, oh my God, the relief you'll feel. It's always good to have a very positive, Mm -hmm. but pleasantly vague reason why you are leaving, whether that is new challenges, whether because when you say you're nice, it's time for you to, to till new horizons then the person will say, why are you leaving? <laughs> like what? Yeah. So do you have any feedback on the company? Like what's, what's going on? So you will have to be more specific, but it's best not to be like, you know, for example, because Mark's a misogynist, like that's not, unless he is, in fact, you know, hopefully you will have raised that with HR throughout your, your time. But I mean, like going through everyone and being like, well, they're stupid. This is ridiculous. Like not a time to bitch when you're leaving. It's a time to be classy, graceful, and also give them, if there is something like, I think I used the worst example there, because if there is like, for example, a difficult culture in the office of misogyny, let's say, that actually is a good point to raise and say, I, I found, you know, if that is why you, you're leaving, feel free to to bring that, that up. But always keep it 
as unemotional and succinct as possible rather than going on like a rant for example or be like mm. oh, finally I can now get like air out all, all my grievances like but if you've already tried to kind of change things and it hasn't happened and that's why you're leaving it's always good to kind of have a thing that's personal that no one can argue with so it's like I just feel like I've reached the kind of ceiling of what I can do here and I'm really interested in moving into this kind of work which is why I've I've decided to kind of look for jobs in this kind of part of, of the industry which isn't offered here or whatever you know or it could be as simple as they're just able to offer me a, a lot more flexibility or they're able to offer me you know like it's it's so mm. it's so easy to just kind of be really vague or to be like too specific but just kind of focus on things that they can't go well no that's wrong or be like well what about if we did this and you're like well they've, they've, they've got me over a barrel here because that you know <laughs> they've certainly got me on over a barrel yeah I think it's exactly that of like once you are over the barrel you are in a tricky position so prevent the barrel by being succinct and clear exactly as Stevie's saying but always with it from a place of truth because much like breaking up with somebody if you say it's the distance they'll say I'll move to be with you in Sri Lanka. I'll move the office you know? to be in your house. I'll move the office to be in your house. So if you come up with a reason that isn't the truth, but sounds like an easy escape, they will solve that problem. So make sure it is from a truthful place. And if it is simply, I've achieved everything I can here and I need to move on. Like there's nothing they can do about that. They cannot offer you more <laughs> challenges, you know? Yeah. They can't be like, but have you solved this? Like, you know, <laughs> that, so, but if you do lie and you do to try and make things easier and all of this, they will counter you and so make sure it is it is truthful just be polite clear crisp succinct all of this like it don't need to sugarcoat it or lie or you know in any way try and protect them or any of those things it's all about just getting the the honest but polite answer out it doesn't have to be I fucking hate this job and I never want to see any of you people ever again no but just whatever the politest version of that is which is probably I'm ready to move on now if you really do hate them, think about how you'll feel in six months' time looking back. Will you be happy that, that you were like, I fucking hate you? <laughs> Probably not. You'll feel really good if, if you sort of like left in a kind of a graceful manner, you know? Mm, and then absolutely. you'd be like, I had the upper hand there. I was the bigger person. But also stick to your guns. Like there's a reason that seed has grown. Like you are doing the right thing for yourself. So stay strong. Don't let them sway you. Be as clear as possible. And also have friends that are really supportive of what you're doing to meet up with after you've done it. So you can have like mm. a celebratory evening, you know, a soiree. Yeah. And also think like how cross those friends will be if when you arrive and they say, how did it go? You say, I burst into tears and they gave me a thousand more pounds. So now I stay. <laughs> you know? yes. They'd be like, what? We're throwing you this getting out of your shit job party. And also you've got another job to go to. Like, so have, have somebody that you're accountable to that you're going to meet afterwards who will be cross if you, <laughs> if you fail to leave the yes. job. A tough love friend like a Tessa a tough love will work. That's that's very much my role. But yes, hopefully that sort of helps in in some way. I think it gives everyone some confidence. If you're listening, thinking, yeah, I want to do that. Do it. Start putting. Do it. Stop putting the plans in place. Does that have to be now? Start uh, writing down all, all your fears, working out how you can allay those fears, and then making steps towards getting to where you want to be, getting into a, a, a position, a, a job that you feel a little bit more happy with because you're there for most of your life. What is the point of hating your job? You've got to, mm. every, there's, there's pros and cons of every single job. There's no such thing as a, you know, that whole thing where it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't work because I love my job so much. You're like, well, just give it a few years and then everything feels, everything feels like work after a while. But like, you need to make sure that the pros outweigh the cons and that you do enjoy it. 
100%. Do not worry about upsetting them. They are a business. If you have any any episode suggestions for us, please do email us, nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. Or what's the Twitter handle, Tessa? At nobodypanicpod. Correct. Yes. It wasn't really a test, but it sounds like it was. I'm at Stevie M. The S is a five. Tessa? I'm at Tessa Coach. It's classic letters. Have <laughs> a lovely week, guys. And just don't panic. That's my new sign off. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Love it. Love it. I was going to say, love it to speak to you all. Love it to speak to you all. <laughs> See you. Love it to speak bye to you bye all. Bye bye now. Let's see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.